Hello everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Cities in History podcast. I apologize for the sound quality, I'm recording this with a portable microphone in a hotel room, so I hope you're able to hear everything. I promised I would be talking about European urban theorists, and I've actually decided to split this into two. So this episode I will talk about Georg Simmel and Walter Benjamin, and in the next one I will talk about Henri Lefebvre and Michel de Certeau. As you will notice, I've divided them between the French and the Germans, but I've also divided them by time. Uh, Simmel and Walter Benjamin belonging more to the first half of the 20th century, and Lefebvre and de Certeau belonging more to the second half of the 20th century. Now, obviously, these are by no means the only urban theorists of the 20th century, but they're four of the most influential, whose names you'll come across again and again if you read books about urban history or urban sociology. I'm going to start at the beginning with Georg Simmel. He was a German scholar born in 1858, so really he was someone who grew up in the 19th century, but uh, the most important of his works were those published in the early part of the 20th century, especially the essay The Metropolis and Mental Life, which I'm going to talk about today, which was published in 1903. He died in 1918. He was uh, acquainted with Max Weber. He was one of the thinkers who went on to influence the, the Frankfurt School, and he studied various aspects uh, of society as a sociologist. One of his other famous essays is about money. But he was one of the first people to talk about the distinctive nature of the effect of the urban environment on the individual. In The Metropolis and Mental Life, he wrote, To the extent that the metropolis creates these psychological conditions, with every crossing of the street, with the tempo and multiplicity of economic, occupational, and social life, it creates in the sensory foundations of mental life and in the degree of awareness necessitated by our organization as creatures dependent on differences, a deep contrast with the slower, more habitual, more smoothly flowing rhythm of the sensory mental phase of small town and rural existence. He basically thought that cities created a desensitization uh, towards some emotions by the very nature of living in the urban environment. And he blamed this in some ways on the economic system, which he felt that cities were the focus of rational economic behavior and were therefore essentially different from life in smaller towns and rural communities. He notably coined the phrase, the blasé metropolitan attitude, which he saw as an essential characteristic of the urban dweller. He said that, in the life of a city, struggle with nature for the means of life is transformed into a conflict with human beings, and the gain which is fought for is granted, not by nature, but by man. And he was seen at the time that this was published as really being quite down about cities, which obviously he was. But many of the experiences of the city that he describes, uh, the atomization, really prefigured a lot of what later thinkers recognized in the 20th century. I mean, he was writing long before bullet trains and cellular phones and other things that essentially emphasized the social characteristics that he was identifying and that's why his work is still seen as very relevant by scholars more recently who've written about cities and modernity like Marshall Berman, David Frisbee, and others. 
Now, Walter Benjamin, who was himself a member of the Frankfurt School, is someone who took on the idea of the quintessential urban dweller in a different way. He was born in 1892, and he studied uh, philosophy, history, all kinds of things. He was one of these sort of polymath scholars. Now, as a literary scholar, he had studied the work of Charles Baudelaire, who incidentally coined the term modernism and the idea of the flaneur. Baudelaire was a French writer and poet of the mid-19th century, and the flaneur and this a figure of the city has become really an essential part of many studies of urban life. Uh, it comes from the French verb flaner, meaning to stroll. And Benjamin really took the idea of the flaneur and ran with it. The flaneur is conceived as the ultimate urban and urbane individual. He, and it is necessarily a he, this is something I'll return to in a future episode where I'm going to talk a bit more about women in the city. The flaneur essentially observes. The image is always of a young man with education, money, time on his hands, to wander around the city absorbing the atmosphere. He's a bit like a character in a Fitzgerald novel. To the extent that the city is an economic machine, he's not really a contributor. At least, he's a consumer. But theorists have tended not to put him in the consumer category necessarily, leaving that for women. Indeed, the flaneur may be a consumer of women, prostitutes being very much part of the urban scene that tended to be described in these kind of uh, settings. But having begun in the 1840s, uh, as Baudelaire wrote about him, the flaneur has become an emblem of urban sociology. He can only exist in a city. And such a figure was key to Benjamin's most important work, the Arcades Project. Now, this masterwork remained unfinished at his death, but has been published in various versions and translations since then. The Arcades of the title, it refers to the shopping arcades. He essentially started this project as a study of Paris, and those kind of uh, steel-framed, glass-roofed shopping arcades that you'll still see in some cities. They're very, very Victorian. And through them, you'd have a, a number of different small shops before the advent of the department store, which got rid of a lot of these in many cities. And he, he was not down on the city at all. He really liked this the spectacle, the urban spectacle of, of shopping, of consumption, of essentially watching the crowd. And this is why he was so interested in the idea of the flaneur. Uh, his own life story was, was very tragic. He, as a Jew, had tried to, tried to escape from Germany. He got as far as the border between France and Spain in 1940. He was hoping to get across to America. And having been stopped at the border, he believed he was going to be handed over uh, to the Nazis, and so he killed himself in a hotel room. This is very sad, and he apparently had a masterwork with him at the time of his death that has never been found. Uh, he was working on something. And so we don't know what it was he was going to add to this discussion. The Arcades Project itself is over a thousand pages, uh, so if you want to read it, um, you may find yourself just dipping in and out to the highlights rather than reading the whole thing, but he has some fascinating things to say about many aspects of life. For more about Zimmel and Benjamin, I'll have some reading lists on the citiesinhistory.com website, and I'll be back with the next episode, which will be about Henri Lefebvre and Michel de Sautet. Goodbye. <laughs>